Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, we got another episode of WCOTW. All right. Uh, we're going to jump right into Raw. Uh, first thing that we notice, there's a brand new opening signature, then, now, and forever. Um, show starts, and Baron Corbin welcomes Steph. Uh, she's pulling up in a limo with Triple H uh, by singing Happy Birthday. Uh, Triple H gets out of the car. Uh, Corbin says that he set up their office just the way they told him to. And uh, he'll take them uh, to it right now. Uh, Steph says that's okay because everything she wanted to say to him, she can say right here. Uh, Trip says that he's going to go and he wishes Corbin luck. Uh, she says she expected... Uh, him to do the job that uh, Angle wasn't doing. Uh, she expected Corbin to lead and to take charge. Uh, she asked him if he thought it was a good idea to put himself in a WWE Universal title match. Uh, she says that if he has issues with the Shield, then uh, he needs to find two partners to team with him against them tonight. Or else, Angle might be back a little bit early from his vacation. Uh, so in the arena, the shield comes out. They're in full shield gear, full shield mode. Uh, Dean says that uh, what we're looking at is the three workhorses of the WWE. Uh, they've lost battles, but they've never lost a war. And they're still standing. Um Roman says that we can read off their accomplishments, but that could take all night, which is true. I think they're all triple crown guys. So, um, Dean says, or that, uh, Roman says we can read off their accomplishments, takes all night. He says that, uh, all they have to do is this, and then him and Seth hold up their titles. Uh, Seth says it's all about being the best. He says that uh, they won't lose the Strowman and the Dogs of War. Then he calls out Corbin, and Corbin reminds us that uh, it's Steph's birthday. Uh, he won't let Raw descend into chaos this week like it did last week. Uh, Corbin says that he's putting his foot down, uh, and his partners are going to ragdoll the Shield. Um, he says no one likes the shield uh then <clears throat> excuse me uh then stroman dolphin drew all come on come on out uh stroman tells reigns to shine his title up because he won't have it for very long uh he says that the two of them in the shield will be against the four of them uh seth says uh stroman you got your math a little bit wrong uh, Strowman says that he thinks Dean has seen the light. So this is kind of interesting. Uh, Dolph says that he was there at SmackDown, on SmackDown, two years ago. Um, Dean did it without the rest of the Shield. He did it all by himself. 
uh, Dean says, uh, Drew says that he's brutally honest. <clears throat> he says that Dean took him to his limit uh, last week, and he was lucky to get the win. Uh, he tells him that Seth and Roman don't appreciate him. Dolph says that they probably call him Disposable Dean behind his back. That's pretty hilarious. Uh, Dolph says that Dean sacrificed himself for Seth at SummerSlam and for Roman at Hell in a Cell. Uh, Dolph says that Seth replaced Dean with Jason Jordan uh, as soon as Dean got hurt. Uh, He says if Dean hangs out with them, the Dogs of War, uh, that the Intercontinental Championship is his. So that's uh, Dolphin Drew as tag champs, Braun Strowman as Universal Champ, and Dean as the Intercontinental Champion. Um, <clears throat> Roman tells them to shut up. Uh, then he says that the fans didn't pay to hear them talk, they paid to see them fight. Uh, so Corbin stops everything before it really gets popping. <clears throat> Excuse me. He says that. Uh, him and his partners will take care of the shield. Uh, Dolphin Drew are against the revival tonight. So back from break, uh, Bailey is out first, and uh, then Finn Balor comes out. Uh, she's in Finn Balor's corner. They are mixed max challenge partners. Uh, Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox are out next. Jinder uh, and Fox Loki, uh, they could be pretty entertaining. Her crazy character, and then Jinder's whole new uh peaceful guru thing that he's doing i think it can be fun um i think that finn was legitimately knocked out uh for at least a few seconds uh the last time that him and gender had a match uh this match went uh longer than i thought it would uh two segment match i really didn't expect that uh sunil singh trips up finn balor um, and gender takes control, then Bailey trips up gender, uh, huge pop, uh, from the crowd for that, uh, then Alicia Fox comes to give Bailey the smoke, uh, Bailey Dexter, Sunil Singh, uh, steps up to Bailey, and then he ends up getting the Bailey to belly, uh, and then Finn wins on a roll-up when, uh, gender is distracted by all this chaos. Um, fun little advertisement for the Mix Max Challenge. That's the entire reason that this match took place. Um, after the match, Gender roughs up Sing a little bit while uh, Foxy encourages it. Next up is a video recap of Ronda's open challenge attempt last week. Uh, Natty being knocked out and dragged out by the Riot Squad. Um, then them, uh, the, the ride squad attacking Rhonda and the Bellas making the save. Uh, after the video package, Natalia enters followed by the Bella twins. Um, after the break, the riot squad is in the ring. Uh, really there's only one thing to talk about in this match. Everybody saw what happened. First off, accidents happen. Um, like I said, we all saw it. Uh, we, we know what happened. Uh, seems like Brie immediately felt bad. Uh, after, after she realized that, uh, Liv was knocked out, uh, Ruby and Sarah were instantly concerned for their sister in arms. They are all friends. Uh, second, 
the main question I had, um, you know, Brie, accidents happen. She's not a trained medical professional, but why uh, didn't the ref get in there a little bit sooner? Like, uh, why are you letting Brie drag her over to the corner? Um, They could have even kayfabed it like they did when uh, Brie drilled the Miz and they turned it into her being one of the hardest punchers in the WWE um, could have been like, uh, you know, that they had to check on Liv and been like, well, you know, we all know the power of Bree strikes, you know, they could have built it up like that and, and, and kind of slowed things down for a little bit to, to check on her, uh, and kind of get her out in the ring. Um, third, uh, why, why they even keep the match going? They could have just called it then. I think that would have been okay, but I mean, I know timing issues and stuff like that, so, uh, and TV, maybe, I don't know, in the heat of the moment, but, uh, kudos to Sarah and Ruby, uh, what pros, uh, kudos to everybody holding that match together, but, um, reportedly Ruby, uh, just kind of called it on the fly for everybody right there, so that was, uh, that was cool, um, Maybe Bree should uh, stay away from matches for a little bit. Uh, it looked like uh, Ruby had to restrain Liv. Uh, reportedly, well, reportedly she did. Uh, at the time when I was watching Raw, uh, I noticed it as well. Uh, she she kind of had to res- uh, restrain Liv after the suplex spot when Liv uh, ran back in there. Um, there was a moment where uh, Logan... Uh, Sarah Logan kind of uh, catapults Brie. Uh, looks like, I guess, uh, Ruby was supposed to uh, give her a forearm, but instead of Brie uh, kind of hits uh, Ruby right in the mouth with a with a stiff forearm, and Ruby just no-sells it and looks kind of pissed. Um, let's see here. Uh the finish comes when uh, Ruby Riot blind tags into the match. Uh, Natty has Sarah Logan in the sharpshooter. Uh, Ruby hits a kick, uh, a safe one, <laughs> and and then uh, she hits the Riot kick for the win. Uh, after the three, um, Sarah Logan and uh, Ruby Riot roll right out of the ring and go straight to Liv, um, who's there on the floor, despite um, Michael Cole telling us that she went back to the trainer's room. Uh, next up, Triple H and Stephanie are in the ring, uh, and they're doing all the Connors Cure stuff. So, like, I get it uh, and all, and I get what they're doing and uh, that it's a business thing, but I just don't want to see it during Raw. Like, they could have just showed, like... Uh, a video like thrown to the announcers and then showed a video package or something announcing this whole uh partnership with Hyundai and and all that um you know I I don't care about uh Zafar Brooks coming down to the ring and announcing the partnership uh like who the fuck is Zafar you know what I mean I can't even say that Zafar Brooks <laughs> back from break Dean is backstage alone uh, Dolph shows up and Dean kind of grabs him by the collar. Uh, Dolph says that he doesn't want to fight. Uh, Dolph says that he was telling the truth and Dean knows it. Uh, where was the shield when he was out? 
uh, or where was the shield when he almost died from a staph infection? Uh, he says that they don't care about him. Uh, he tells him he saw it all on SmackDown. He knows Dean can be a champ. Uh, Dolph tells him he knows how hard it could be to turn your back on your brothers. Um, Dolph says he wouldn't have to do a thing. They'll be there watching the match. Just give the signal. So uh, Dean just kind of staring him down and Dolph walks away. Uh, so they're really trying to work on Dean. They're trying to get Dean to turn on the shield, join the uh, join the dogs of war, trying to drive a wedge into the shield. Um, it was kind of interesting how like Roman and Seth were holding up their belts and Dean was just kind of standing there. So um, I'm imagining if uh, that maybe at some point Dean and Dolph get or uh, Dean and Seth get a shot at the tag titles uh, they lose and then that could be where Dean snaps and turns on them uh, anyway uh, um, let's see saw it on Smackdown um Dean just kind of stares at Dolph, and then Dolph walks away. Uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are out next. Um, insert the promo. Uh, there's an inset promo uh, for Gable. Uh, single match versus Connor of the Ascension. Gable says that uh, when he needs to make decisions, he thinks WWBRD. What would Bobby Roode do? Um... And he says the answer is be glorious. Uh, so Connor goes and he has an inset promo, says that Gable should have left when he could. Gable is uh, like a puppy and Connor is a semi truck. Ouch. Scary imagery. <laughs> Connor gets most of the offense in during this match and nobody cares. Uh, Graves tries to say, you know, stun silence, the the code word for, yeah, we know nobody cares, um, and we know you can hear it at home. Uh, finish comes when Connor hits a dominator-type move uh, for the one, two, three. Backstage, Charlie, Charles Caruso, uh, catches Triple H and Stephanie leaving. Uh, she asked Triple H about uh, Undertaker's comments uh, previously. Triple H says if Taker is worried about his suit, then he's already lost. He says that uh, the end is near for Taker. Um, back and break, Dolph is out next. Then Drew McIntyre, they're against the Revival for the tag titles. Uh, this is the tag title shot that the uh, that Dolphin Drew actually beat up the Revival uh, before their match, and and then they just hopped in the match and won the titles from the B team. Um, so this is this is that match. Um, the Revival are starting off constantly tagging in and out. Uh, Isolating the body part, uh, great old school work. Uh, took a little while for the crowd to get into it. 
uh, but they got they got really hot eventually. Um, pause. Uh, really good tag action. Uh, two great teams. The finish comes on the zigzag claymore combo, uh, and Dolphin Drew retain. Um, before break, uh, right before we go to break, stagehands start bringing out the set for the Kevin Owens show. Uh, back from break, Elias is actually in the ring. Uh, he says he is a breath of life in a lifeless world. Wow. Uh, Denver doesn't deserve an Elias performance. Uh, Elias says that uh, he's teaming with Owens in Australia and calls uh, KO a fan of his and uh, intros the KO show. Uh, so KO talks up Lashley and Cena as a super team because uh, that's who they're they're facing at the Super Showdown. Uh, then shows a picture of the power bomb that he gave Lashley on the apron, on on the apron, uh, and he talks up Cena. Then reminds us that he beat Cena on his first night on the main roster, first match. Uh, Kevin Owens wants to talk about Leo Rush. Uh, remember, Owens was one of the guys who uh, got on Leo Rush for the uh, for talking about Emma's release on Twitter. Uh, these are the things that happen when you're not ready for Oscar. Uh, random question, but is Cena gonna pop on up on TV uh, before Australia? So that would have to be like to, on Monday. Um, Owen uh, Leo Rush then comes out, uh, and he's on the stage. Leo says that him and uh, Bobby made them look foolish last week, and he knows that they want to redeem themselves. Leo is, uh, he says that he's going to stay there on the ramp. Elias says that they got, uh, they have special seating for him, uh, so they pull up a little booster, uh, a little booster chair. Um, Leo laughs it off. Uh, he says that they shouldn't waste all their jokes on him, uh, someone else wants to hear them, uh, says that he's a Rocky Mountain made machine, he looks like money and smells like money because he is money, uh, and then Leo Rush introduces, introduces Bobby Lashley, um, so, uh, Lashley gets a, a pretty, uh, pretty decent reaction, actually, uh, there in, uh, in his hometown of Denver, uh, so, so that was cool to see, um, hear the people get behind Lashley, uh, let's see here, um, uh, let's see, Rush is already performing like a veteran on the, on the microphone, uh, it's a little surprising to me, uh, I've been a Leo Rush for uh, Leo Rush fan for a couple years now, um, and I didn't anticipate his uh, mic skills. Uh, just uh, you know, materializing so fast, um, and that and his mic skills uh, weren't like what drew me to him as a fan uh, to begin with. So they so to hear him being so good on the mic. Uh, is is a pleasant surprise. 
uh, on commentary, Graves is questioning Lashley and Leo Rush's relationship. Uh, somehow this made me think of uh, Adam-22 um, from No Jumper. I feel like him and, him and Corey Graves would be great friends. Uh, someone set them up for an interview on No Jumper. Uh, crowd really behind Lashley. They're chanting his name. Um, the finish ends up being a disqualification. Uh, Lashley and Elias uh, clash, uh, crash through the ropes. And to the outside, Owens goes after Leo Rush. Uh, while chasing him, uh, Owens knocks over Lashley for the DQ. And Lashley wins. Uh, Rush is still running from KO. Uh, he runs, jumps off the barricade over KO, uh, Elias, and Owens. Then corner Leo, and he runs into the ring. Uh, and then Lashley makes the save. Uh, just make these guys a tag team already, uh, please. Uh, backstage, Drew McIntyre is getting a drink. Seth approaches him and tells Drew that, truthfully, Drew is being used. Says that uh, Braun doesn't care about him. And that Dolph uh, is riding his coattails. Uh, Seth says that Drew is the best one out of the group but Dolph gets all the intercontinental title shots uh Drew looks like he's thinking it over and then Dolph comes up and he's all like hey what was that all about and uh Drew tells him don't worry about it and he walks away uh next up Nia Jax makes her entrance uh and Ember Moon is with her then we take a break back from break Alicia Fox Alexa Bliss and Mickey James all come out together uh, I missed Naya. Uh, Ember Moon, uh, she takes out Mickey uh, with a rolling cannonball off the apron. Uh, Graves says that Ember Moon is just trying to get in Nia Jax's good graces. Uh, then says that he and Nia Jax are really good friends and they did an episode of Ride Along together, which is factual information. Uh, Naya gets the win thanks to a Samoan drop. Backstage, Drew McIntyre approaches Dean. Uh, Dean is ready to scrap. Drew says, hey, calm down. Uh, Drew says that Seth uh, flipped everything that they said to Dean and applied it to him, uh, being himself. and he says that Drew has theories as to why. One, Seth wants a four-man shield, uh, an unstoppable force. Or two, he realized that everything they said was true, and Seth is looking for a replacement. Uh, Drew says that maybe he's overreacting. Um, it's not like Seth stabbed Dean in the back before, except it totally is like Seth st- stabbed Dean in the back before. Um, zing, uh, Drew walks off, uh, video package on the Taker and Trips, uh, feud match, uh, special section of the video package about the interaction, uh, between him and Shawn Michaels, uh, just announced that HBK is coming back already, man, uh, I wonder, uh, how it's gonna work, though, will, like, DX v Heels, uh, will anybody be a heel in this situation? Uh, 
these video package these video packages are always top notch but um yeah man I, I i still just can't make myself care about this match uh, i'm trying but it's uh it's not happening i'm sh i know it's going to be cool once i see like them make their entrances and stuff uh but just knowing that this match doesn't mean anything i just don't care until it's happening uh back from break Baron, uh, well, the Shield then comes out for the main event. Uh, back from break, Baron Corbin enters the ring first uh, for his team. Uh, then Corbin says that uh, we all see the Shield breakup coming. Um, half the roster wanted to be on his team, um, but he announces that he picked AOP. Uh, after they hit the ring, Strowman, Drew, and uh, Braun come out, or well, Strowman, Drew, and Dolph uh, come out with chairs and they take their seats on the stage. Uh, after um, after that, all six men uh, in the ring brawl. Um, the Shield clear the ring and get ready to face off against the Dogs of War. Uh, as they start coming to the ring, AOP and Corbin attack the shield from behind. Uh, there was also a nice spot where Dean got pulled off the apron before Seth could tag him in. Um, just playing up everything there. Uh, the match breaks down. AOP is about to hit a double team move. Um, Reigns saves uh, Dean with a Superman punch. Uh, then Rollins sends one of the AOP guys over the top. Uh, curb stomps Corbin, then flies outside for a dive. Then another uh, Dean hits the Dirty Deeds on Corbin. Uh, dives outside on one of the guys in the AOP. Um, Roman blind tags himself into the match and spear on Corbin for the win. Uh, Roman and Rollins celebrate in the ring. Uh, dog, uh, Dean is still on the outside. Um, the Dogs of War are staring uh, down Rollins and Reigns. Uh, Dean is still on the outside. Uh, looks over at the Dogs of War for a little while before sliding into the ring, doing the shield fist bump. Uh, Grave says that the shield is solid as ever, but of course we know that's not the case. Um, Dean, it, uh, Dean's loyalty uh, was a nice hook throughout the rest of the show. Uh, never, uh, you knew that he wasn't going to turn, at least not here on Monday Night Raw, but also at the same time, it's like, shit, I don't know. Um... The Shield can also, they can just have a good six-man tag in their sleep. But uh, good on WWE letting uh, AOP be in that spot, getting getting the main event. Um, so they, they must see something in AOP. Um, okay, so uh, went a little bit out of order this week. Did get uh, Ring of Honor on the podcast. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch NXT, so I could still get this out in time. Um or at a reasonable time. Um, so let's jump into Ring of Honor next. 
Alright, next up is Ring of Honor. Uh, so they show a recap from last week. Uh, Jonathan Gresham getting beat down by Bully Ray and then Jay Lethal making the save and then Silas Young laying out uh, Jay Lethal. Uh, so tonight on Ring of Honor, it's Lethal and Gresham versus Bully Ray and Silas Young. Show opens. Um, and first off, we have The Boys versus Best Friends. Uh, I love that uh, move that Trent does where he slides under uh, the rope and he hits you with like a German on his way out of the ring. Um, the... Uh, the boys are stupid agile. Uh, there were times where it seemed that they were kind of waiting around for spots, like maybe the timing was a little bit off. Uh, one of the boys landed right on his head in uh, one of those clothesline flip spots. Uh, he might have legit been uh, kind of fucked up here. Uh, finish comes when uh, Chucky e. T hits the awful waffle and Trent hits a dude buster for the one, two, three. Uh, video package on the Briscoes and SCU feud. Uh, this episode of Ring of Honor was the go-home before death, uh, death before dishonor. Uh, so lots of uh, promos uh, and, and video packages. Uh, next up, Kenny King comes out with a uh, inner tube, uh, floating inner tube donut. Um, and... Uh, another one of those uh, floaties uh, looks like a I don't know if it's rosé or Moscato uh, bottle I mean Moscato um, and then his uh, opponent for the night is Hangman Adam Page uh, so Kidding King shows off a little bit uh, stops and takes a selfie with a fan uh, Hangman Hits the shooting star press shoulder block off the apron and then goes and takes a selfie with the same fan. Uh, maybe probably a plant or or actual fan that they talked to and planned the spot with ahead of time. Uh, there was a funny spot with um, the, the Moscato uh, bottle floaty. Um, Hangman su suplexes King onto it. Uh, the finish comes on a small package roll up uh, that gets kind of that gets reversed uh, back and forth a few different times, um, ending with King in control, and then he grabs the tights. Uh, so King and uh, they are stressing on uh, commentary that King is two and O uh, versus. Bullet Club, but he's won by nefarious means each time, meaning he cheated. Um, let's see here. Uh, next is Dante Caballero in the Top Prospect Challenge uh, versus Brian Johnson. Um... Both guys cut promos. Brian Johnson thinks he's number one. And Dante is a Puerto Rican wild man, it seems. Um, luckily, their match is cut short by Jeff Cobb coming out 
and uh, killing these clowns, uh, suplexes all over the place, uh, tour of the islands to Brian Johnson. Uh, Jeff Cobb takes the mic and says that top prospect tournament is over because he is the top prospect. Uh, quick video package hyping Emma versus Sumi Sakai at Death Before Dishonor. Uh, main event time, uh, Silas Young. Uh, gets followed out to the ring by Bully Ray, uh, Jonathan Gresham, and Jay Lethal are out next. Uh, the finish comes with Silas Young hitting Misery on Gresham, uh, and a valiant fight by the faces. Uh, good, uh, decent episode of Ring of Honor. Um, didn't seem like there was much by uh happening by way of storylines this episode but it was a it was a go home promoting the promoting the pay-per-view uh seemed like the most that happened storyline wise was uh Jeff Cobb um continuing his path of destruction and um and uh and the whole Kenny King uh, slowly turning heel uh, thing. Next up, uh, Impact. Uh, video recap of last week's episode in Mexico, ending with um, Johnny Mundo or Johnny Impact and uh, Eddie Edwards chasing off uh, Aries and the gang. Uh, show opens up. Tessa Blanchard out first to kick off the show. Uh, Fabi Apache comes, with, uh, comes out with her Reina de... Reina's championship. Uh really interesting matchup here. Tessa is definitely one of the illest women uh women's wrestlers in the world. One of the best wrestlers, period. Um Tessa wins with uh the Buzzsaw DDT. Uh and then Tessa takes uh the mic post match and she says that she's the champ. And she's run through the locker room and she's beat the best in Mexico and that makes her the best wrestler and best athlete in professional wrestling. Uh, she says that uh, Tessa is undeniable and that she is the diamond of the knockouts division. Uh, right after that, La Huera Loca, uh, Taya Valkyrie pops up on the screen uh, she says that Tessa can't make any of these claims because she hasn't wrestled her yet. Uh, she challenges Tessa one-on-one -on -one for the belt. Uh, she says despite everyone thinking that Tessa is a bitch, uh, she respects her. She's one of the best in the world, but so is Taya. Uh, so, or Taya, uh, Taya. Uh, <laughs> Taya wants a title shot at Bound for Glory. Nice. Uh, so I'm immediately excited for uh, this title match. Tessa leaves the ring and uh, seems like she's very dismissive of uh, Taya's challenge. Uh, back from break, uh, Eddie Edwards taps uh, Alicia with the kendo stick and pause. Um, not, uh, says that love and revenge are in the air uh, together. Uh, he says that he's taking on Moose, um, 
and it, Lee, uh, Alicia uh, admonishes him for taking on three guys alone. Pause. Uh, he says he wasn't alone. She's talking about last week. Um, he says that he wasn't alone. Uh, Johnny Impact and Kenny were there. Kenny is the kendo stick. Um, Alicia confirms this if anybody was still um, confused, like who's Kenny? Uh, Alicia confirms this by saying that Kenny is not even a person. Uh, Alicia says that he's crazy. Um, he's, but at least uh, Johnny is in his corner. Um, Johnny Impact comes in and says that they have a common enemy. Uh, he tells Eddie to uh, bring Kenny. Uh, Impact and Eddie Edwards uh, will be going up against Moose and Cross in the main event. Um, next up, there's an OVE video promo. Uh, Sammy and OVE claim responsibility for the sellout of Bound for Glory. Um, then he tells Jake Christ that he can go from being the mini draw to the medium draw. Uh, so he says that Jake Christ is taking on Brian Cage. Um, this deal with uh, Jake Christ copying uh, everything that Sammy's doing, I'm I'm into it. Um, and Dave Christ is kind of just like whatever, man. So. But he's still down with the crew, so we'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, let's see. Uh, back from break, Eli Drake is shown in Mexico City, uh, and he's going to have an open challenge next week. Uh, funny bit where he says he... Um, he had an uncle from Mexico City. Uh, something about this just gave me like Jericho and WCW vibes. Uh, for the match, for the next match, OVE out. Uh, and Jake Christ um, is ready for his match. Uh, Brian Cage is out next. Uh, Brian Cage posts himself and ends up outside the ring. Um, he's... Uh, attacked by Callahan on the outside. Uh, Jake Chris takes advantage of this. Um, for me personally, every cage match is must-see TV. Um, cage wins this match with the Drill Claw, but is immediately uh, attacked by Sammy Callahan and Dave Christ. All of a sudden, lights go out. They come back on. Um, and, uh, Dave Chris hat is all that's left of him in the ring. Uh, Phoenix and Pentagon are on the screens. They kidnap Dave. They're beating him with two by fours. Um, so, you know, Sammy Callahan and Jake Chris are distracted by this. Um, Sammy and, uh, or, well, uh, Cage hits them both, 
uh, hit Sammy and Jake with a double clothesline. And then he even follows it up with a Topicon Hilo or dive uh, flip over the top rope to the outside. Um, back from break, Moose Cross and Aries are backstage. Um, Aries says that Impact and Edwards lasted longer than El Tejano, the Texan, uh, last week. Uh, Moose said that he didn't want to lose his composure, and uh, since they're talking to McKenzie, that's going to help. Eddie thinks that being crazy makes him dangerous, but no, they are dangerous. Uh, So he invites um, Eddie to go ahead and bring Kenny, uh, his kendo stick. Cross says that uh John always that's Johnny Impact uh John always worms his way into major companies and positions himself for success uh but whatever he touches you know kind of fails um Cross said that he can't let this happen to Impact uh so he says that tonight He's gonna make him Johnny neck brace. Uh, backstage, uh, Katarina says that Grado looks good, and uh, then she tries to, um, you know, kind of apologize. And Hendry and uh, Grado both remind her of the Access Denied song. Um, so after her attempted apology Katarina uh, informs them and introduces them to Murder Clown Uh, so it's going to be Joe Hendry versus Murder Clown uh, next week Murder Clown of AAA uh, AAA the promotion out of Mexico Um, let's see here uh, back from break, R- Rolando Martinez is with the smoke show Scarlet Bordeaux, uh, and, and she announces a global talent search. Uh, she's holding for someone to manage that uh, that could honestly really work, um, like a new talent debuting with uh, with Scarlet. Um, and that that could be really great. Uh, so who could it be? Um, might even be fun to uh, to shake it up and have uh, Scarlet manage uh, manage a woman like Jordan Grace maybe. Uh, anyway, in the ring, Gama Singh introduces the Desi Hit Squad. Out next are the Tag Champs, LAX. Uh, Desi Hit Squad actually isn't bad at all. Uh, they're not a bad team at all. Uh, but I guess they're just around to be uh, good hands and have uh, good TV matches and and make everyone look good. Um, them getting belittled and punished by their uh, manager isn't going to get them to the next level either. LAX get the win. Uh it was never in doubt. Um, 
let's see here. The finish comes on the street sweeper, so uh, opponents up on uh, I think it was Ortiz uh, shoulders, and then Santana hit the uh, the cutter off the top. Um, let's see here. Uh, after the match, uh, Kingston pops up on the screen uh, and he says that uh, Conan used to be the one um, all the Hispanics looked up to uh, and points out his old lucha mask. He says uh, it's not like uh, it's not like that uh, anymore because Conan lost uh, that mask. Eddie pulls out the mask. Eddie says that uh, Conan started leeching um, after uh, he started leeching after he lost that match. After he lost that mask, um, even when Eddie Guerrero was on the uh, when he when he had to go away for a little bit to the to the independent scene. Um, they're accusing Conan of, of, of riding coattails. Uh, let's see here. But uh, he was he names a bunch of guys that he was leeching off of. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, still currently. Uh, Conan tried to to get each off of him. Uh, and, and the streets, uh, I guess the king is, you know, he's holding it down. His character is really from the streets. So, uh, streets is watching. Um, let's see. Then we also have another segment. Falaba is reading uh, KMA Suzanne Summers' fitness book, uh, tucks him in, and then KM tells him that he needs to uh, go and get revenge. A weird segment, but it's on brand for them. We see Tessa Blanchard uh, sitting on a on a I guess a couch backstage. Um, She's saying that uh, Tayo was really, uh, was really brave to, to be on the screen. Uh, says she has a lot to say when uh, from thousands of miles away. Uh, says that when she first showed up, an impact is around the time when Ty actually disappeared. Uh, Tessa accepts Ty's challenge and says that. Uh, if Ty is going to call her a bitch, then she'll show her one at Bound for Glory. Uh, next up, Kira Hogan, and uh, she's out first, uh, teaming with Allie um, against Sue Young and the undead bridesmaid, or the undead maid of honor. Um, the the match come, starts after the break. Uh, Sue Young is a really unique character, and she had a title run, uh, but I feel like they didn't uh, they didn't showcase her enough. Um, 
I get it though. Uh, Tessa is the future, so so you kind of gotta you gotta let Tessa get her shit off. You know what I mean? Um, let's see here. Uh, back to the match. Uh, there's a double team on Allie while the ref was preoccupied with uh, with keeping Kara Hogan out of the ring. Um, let's see here. The match d- ends up kind of breaking down. Uh, kicks in stereo from Allie and Kara Hogan to the undead maid of honor. Uh, and then uh, Allie and Kara uh, with with kicks and stereo. Uh, Allie with super kicks to the maid and Sue Young. Uh, Kara Hogan hits a spinning neck breaker uh, that I think is called Face the Music because that's what she yelled out before she did it. Uh, back from break, Matt Seidel uh, has like a third eye actually on his head. Um, so I guess he's the new broken mat for TNA or for Impact. Um, Rich Swan pulls up and he says that uh, this whole uh, this whole drone and and all that uh, he's he's just not good with it. Uh, which if you're good with video games, then I'm sure you're good with this. Um, but he says uh next next week he's going to go one on one with Matt Seidel in Mexico. He already talked to the office about it. Um Johnny Impact is out first for the main event, then Eddie Edwards and Kenny um just to join the team. Uh Moose and Cross are uh are kind of playing with Eddie Edwards to start tagging in and out and uh, frequently before before he can before they can engage, uh, Moose does like a sick move where he reaches into his tights and then chops Eddie, uh, and sick as in gross. Um, Cross is uh, let's see, here. Cross is uh, weird to greet. <laughs> um, But uh, but he's great. But I feel like uh, they have him leaving uh, cross. I feel like they have him leaving his feet too much. Like uh, like not like he should be uh, invincible because uh, he not like he should be invincible because he doesn't have to be invincible. Uh, but like uh, I feel like they 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 should pr- just protect him a little more like he shouldn't just be a regular dude uh impact and cross have uh and that's johnny impact and killer cross uh have like a parkour spot uh cross throws impact into the uh into the crowd and he uh he jumps back down and then he uh hits him with the tornado ddt um match kind of breaks down and all four men are in the ring Aries comes in uh with the uh with the impact title um 
Johnny Impact gets him out of the ring, holds up the title to celebrate. Um, but of course, the match ain't over till it's over. Um, Aries comes in. Uh, um, uh, Aries comes in, and then uh, Johnny Impact is able to get him out of the ring. Uh, Cross then kills Impact with a Doomsday Saito suplex. Uh, Eddie Edwards takes him out with Kenny. And then a spear from Moose for the one, two, three. And that's how the show ends with uh, the heels winning. So uh, entertaining episode of of Impact. A little bit different uh, vibe from Raw and ROH because they're both building. Uh, they were both building towards shows that are gonna, uh, that are going to be happening soon. Uh, but there was storyline progression and, and a lot of stuff on on Impact. So. Um, yeah, impact was was interesting. So, uh, next up, we're gonna go with the last show of the uh, the last show I got a chance to watch SmackDown. Okay, jumping right into SmackDown. Uh, show starts up. Uh, the Miz music is playing, but it's Carmella and R Truth in the ring to start. Uh, the fans are actually chanting for R Truth. Please let this man. Uh, and let this new popularity lead to a tag title run with him and Dillinger, something. Uh, Mella went back to her natural hair color. Um, I think she tweeted something about it being her natural hair color, so that's what I'm rolling with. Um, Truth, thanks to the... Uh, true thanks uh, to the Mix Max Challenge uh, welcomes us to Ms. Uh, I mean, Truth TV. Uh, Truth says that his first guest will face the old host of this show and the winner will get a title shot. Um, Mella then announces Daniel Bryan, his music hits, and he comes down to the ring. Uh, Truth says that he's got a bunch of questions for Daniel Bryan. Um, he has to call Daniel Bryan D. Uh, Daniel Bryan agrees. Um, Truth says that Daniel Bryan thwarted uh, Miz and other Carmella. He means Maurice. Uh, he he uh they he thwarted their plans uh he thanks mella for dyeing her hair because she was confusing people um then he uh asked daniel bryan how cathartic it will be to beat miz and uh get a step closer to the wwe title so daniel bryan's just like wow man you know that's a that's a real good question and mella is just kind of like yeah man you know uh truth always drops truth so that was nice uh daniel bryan says uh you know it would be great to to beat the miz and get a step closer to the title um mella then interrupts and says it's time uh truth informs daniel bryan that it's time uh 
for their for the Truth TV seven second dance break. Uh, so Truth and Carmella get up and they start dancing. Uh, Daniel Bryan seems like he's legitimately cracking up here. Uh, he says that this show is infinitely better than Ms. TV. Uh, Truth says that he's got an animal segment coming up later uh, with folks from the Denver Zoo. Uh, Daniel Bryan asked if Truth knows uh, what catharsis is. Um, so he explains what catharsis is. And then Daniel Bryan kind of goes into detail. Um, it's the release of unspent emotion. Uh, then Daniel Bryan says that he worked so hard uh, to be able to come back uh, but that's not enough Uh, he also wants the title Uh, he only defended it once so he has unfinished business uh, with the title Uh, also he has unfinished business with The Miz Uh, so this is low-key one of Daniel Bryan's better promos I feel like since his return uh, kind of refocusing us on on the mission, uh, getting us back on board with him after uh, the slight misstep with uh, a little bit of the the dud of a of a mixed tag match at Hell in a Cell. Um, then the Miz's music hits again, and he comes out and he asks Truth. Uh, he's like, you know, what are you doing? Um, the fans start chanting truth tv um truth says two weeks ago he beat miz and if the miz had a title then it would be his but instead he has a talk so talk show so uh our truth took that nice uh miz says that he's an idiot and truth says i'm an idiot with a talk show hey (laughs) oh um Miz says that the people love Daniel Bryan uh, because he's an underdog and fights fair. But that's why he won't ever beat The Miz. Uh, The Miz is going to do whatever it takes. Uh, Daniel Bryan celebrates stopping one idea, but he just has thousands more. Uh, Miz says that um, Daniel Bryan will have to compromise his moral code to beat him and then when he does that he's let down all the fans and is he even the same guy uh so that's actually really interesting uh that they're adding that little wrinkle to the program i think it can definitely make up for the wives being involved um which i was on board with and until the match happened and uh Maurice and Brie. I would just, I think they should just stay away from the ring for a bit. Uh, maybe forever, especially in Maurice's case. Um, let's see here. Miz, uh, Miz, so Miz was telling me he'd have to compromise his uh, moral code. Um, truth interrupts and uh, says that The Miz won't trash people uh, on his show and that the extra talking killed his animal segment. Uh, So he bans Miz from the show forever. Uh, Miz tells him that it's not even his show. Uh, Truth says that he'll fight Miz for the show right now. 
uh, Miz is beside himself, uh, and it's time for another dance break. Uh, Miz storms off the stage and bumps in the page backstage and um, asks if uh, she's seen what's happening. Uh, he wants Truth TV canceled. Uh, Paige tells him that he has to win his show back. Uh, Paige is great as a GM. She's funny. Uh, she can be intense when she needs to be also. Uh, good opening segment. I was thoroughly enjoyed, uh, thoroughly entertained. Uh, back from break, Miz and R-Truth are going at it. Um, Mella's ringside, and Daniel Bryan is on commentary now. Uh, Miz taunts Daniel Bryan a bit. Uh, Mella hops up on the apron and hits a moonwalk. Uh, Daniel Bryan finally calls out uh, Corey Graves on saying that these were originally or saying that those kicks were originally the it kicks um he says that he understands how he can think that if he doesn't believe in time or um that you should turn your hip over when you kick and that's why um that's why the uh that's why he the Miz doesn't generate any power with these kicks. Um, let's see here. Daniel Bryan asks if Truth replaces the Miz uh, in their match at Super Showdown if he wins here. So of course that's not happening. Uh, Miz wins after taunting Daniel Bryan and then hitting the running knee. Um, Daniel Bryan hits the ring, but Miz gets out of dodge. Uh, backstage, uh, Becky attacks. They show uh, Becky attacking Charlotte uh, during a photo shoot. And um, Becky makes the photographer take pictures of her uh, and the belt. I like Becky. I uh, still like her a lot. I think she's doing really great with uh, this character that they've given her so far. Uh, but... Um, it's hard for me to uh, accept this as a baby hate, uh, baby face. Uh, in my mind, Charlotte hasn't done anything heelish enough uh, to warrant this change uh, in their relationship. And uh, by Becky and Becky just attacking her, I'm not just gonna be like, yeah, Becky. You know, what I mean, I do like her, but I don't like I. I don't see her as the face in this situation still and then um the and then the more that becky is getting cheered by uh by everyone the more annoyed i get uh with her well not necessarily with her but just with the the whole situation uh, but um but yeah but I, i'm still a becky fan uh, let's see here. I feel like a lot of the reaction that people are given is just them trying to be contra contrarian or trying to be smart. Uh, appears a smart mark. So, um, maybe that's, maybe that's my beef, my point of contention with it. Uh, but, but that's that. Uh, let's see here. 
Um, yeah, you know, I really think it's the fans because Randy Orton is kind of doing similar stuff right now, and I don't know, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Um, also, I, I guess it's the story too because Randy Orton's just doing it for because he's Randy Orton and he can. Uh, Becky is is doing it because of how she felt about Charlotte, um, and people are just ignoring that Charlotte just she didn't ask to be put in that triple threat match you know but anyway enough of that because i i think there's a whole other episode where i talk about that when's a heel turn not a heel turn check it out champ podcast um world champion of the world podcast uh champ podcast on twitter um and instagram okay uh cesaro uh is out next um with Sheamus, uh, Biggie and the New Day then come out. Um, they admit sometimes they play too much, um, but they respect, hella respect, uh, Rusev. Um, to show that they have hella respect, they will do the hashtag say something nice challenge uh, with the bar. They start with Cesaro, despite making fun of his nipples. Um, Cesaro is like a Swiss Jason Statham. So I think I think that's a compliment, and they said it was as well. Uh, Big E says that Sheamus has a distracting mohawk, but the curtains must match the drapes. Uh, Sheamus takes the mic. He calls them out for making jokes again and says that the bar just wants to fight and they don't set the bar, they are the bar, um, let's see here, uh, it's, it's hard for these two, Big E and Sheamus, they've worked together so much, it's hard for them to have a bad, uh, match against each other, Sheamus is able to pick up the win with a brogue kick, Uh, Backstage, Paige is talking to AJ. She doesn't want uh, things to get out of hand. Uh, She reminds him that uh, the monitors are expensive. He says that if he needs to destroy anything, it'll be Joe. Uh, Paige tries to convince herself everything will be okay. Uh, Backstage, Lana comes to Rusev. Rusev says he just wants to know why he was attacked uh, so that's happening next. He's getting that explanation. Uh, back from break, Rusev is walking to the ring with purpose, with Lana with him. Uh, video recap of Aiden's turn. Rusev says that Aiden is a traitor because he did this on Rusev Day. Uh, Aiden comes out and says none of this is his fault. Uh, Rusev was the super athlete and supremely talented, uh, but none of the fans cared about him. Uh, He was floundering, but once Aiden joined him, uh, he got him over. So uh, Aiden shows a video package, and uh, holy shit, Rusev Day has been going on for a whole year. Um, Aiden says that they were destined to be legends, but Lana ruined it, uh, says that this is all her fault. Uh, Another video package, and they show all the mishaps 
with the three of them uh, being involved. Um, Aiden says that things were better when it was just the two of them without Lana. Um, Lana says before Aiden, she helped Rusev, Rusev, and she even got him a tank for WrestleMania. Uh, she says that Aiden is a great glorified cheerleader, but he was just using Rusev to make a name for himself. Uh, Aiden says nobody would question her dedication to Rusev. He talks about her being honest with Rusev. That's why she uh, was going to tell Rusev what he said last week. Aiden says if Lana is so honest, is she going to tell him about that one night in Milwaukee? Uh-oh. Uh, Lana is acting like she has no idea what Aiden's talking about, and he drops the mic. Suddenly, this is super interesting. Uh, Lana and Rusev have uh, famously been involved with another angle regarding their relationship, and uh, it was ass. Uh this has uh, barely started, and it's already way more fire. Uh, no disrespect to the performers involved in that other angle either. Um, Dolph is great. Uh, Summer Rae, before she left, I was a big fan. Still a big fan, but, you know, she just does other things now. Um, Aiden leaves after the mic drop. Rusev asks what Aiden's talking about, and Lana just says he's crazy. Uh, Corey Graves is super hype, and Sexton, uh, Saxton uh, believes that Aiden is just capping, and uh, he's just trying to drive a wedge between Lana and Rusev. Uh, next, a video recap from uh, between Joe, uh, from, uh, from the last contract signing between uh, Joe and AJ is shown and uh, that the actual contract signing is still to come uh, next backstage Naomi and Asuka are training uh, Naomi holding the mitts for Asuka and Naomi was uh, not ready uh, back from break Lana says that she doesn't want that she doesn't know what Aiden is talking about uh, she has Rusev if he believes her he says, of course he does. Uh, he just wonders why he'd say something about Milwaukee. Uh, Becky Lynch walks up. Uh, like, Lana kind of wants her to mind her business. Uh, Becky says that since Lana's in the women's division that she uh, runs, uh, it, she is her business, uh, says that she'll uh, beat her down, basically. And uh, Rusev will have to carry her out. Um, Rusev asked Lana when's the last time she was in Milwaukee uh, Lana walks off uh, the Iconics are in the ring and Naomi's music hits before uh, they can even talk uh, the Iconics end up on commentary uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus Asuka and Naomi um, they show a backstage segment uh cracked me up when Asuka complimented Naomi's bundles. Um, if you don't know what that means, look it up. Uh, did they change uh, Sonya's music? Um, I don't know. Uh, 
I love that. Uh, I love that knee that Mandy Rose throws. It's just so it's vicious. Um, let's see here. So the so the match goes down. Um, finish comes when Naomi and Asuka both hit stereo kicks on uh, Sonya, and uh, and then Asuka. Uh, they they both hit stereo kicks on Sonya for the win. So she just drops one two three. Um, Asuka Naomi, uh, I think that they are a dope team. If this, uh, if the women's tag division is actually a thing, scar, sorry, uh, and takes off, then I could see uh, them being a good team to have in there, um, lend some star power, and 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 they actually work well together, um, and and you can have them kind of hang out and do that, hang out at the top of the division um, up until. Um, up until you're ready to do something something different uh with them and have them in the in the actual title picture um let's see here they announced that lana is having an official match with becky tonight uh but first it's gonna be nakamura um in action uh nakamura versus ty dillinger uh, Nakamura could be dope. Uh, the Nak America thing uh, could be really dope, but they don't really give it much focus on the show. Um, if Nakamura had a manager, I bet they would give it a whole lot more light. Somebody who could, who who English isn't their second language, even though he's improved a ton. Um, let's see here. Uh, the the match is going on and right in the middle of it DQ um Randy Orton comes in and starts attacking Ty Dillinger uh after Randy Orton beats down Dillinger and Nakamura hits the Kinshasa uh Kinshasa on uh on Dillinger um let's see here uh backstage well, actually, personally, I think a feud between Nakamura and Randy Orton would be amazing. I think it would be fun where they just kind of both try to out-evil each other. Uh, anyway, backstage, Lana is getting ready um, for... Uh, uh, Lana Backstage, Lana's getting ready for her match. Rusev uh, wishes her luck. She asks if uh, if he believes her. He says that he does. Uh, Rusev says it's obvious that Aiden's a liar. Uh, Rusev is just a little frustrated. Um, before the match, Corey Graves doing a Popeye's ad just made me laugh. Um, back from break, Mike Rome asks why Randy Orton attacked Ty Dillinger the way he did and asked if Ty... Is Dil uh, is Randy's new victim? Uh, Randy says no. Uh, the perfect ten stuff just pisses him off. 
that's great. And like I was saying, uh, almost it's like kind of like the Becky Lynch thing, but also not. Um, and I like this better. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. So, uh, Becky comes out first. Well, actually, Lana was already in ring, and then Becky comes out. She's the only one who gets a televised entrance. As the champ, she needs it. Uh, pretty decent back and forth. Um, Becky wins pretty handily, uh, and forces Lana to tap to the disarmor. Um... After that, backstage, uh, we see Paige talking to uh, security and getting them ready for the contract signing. Uh, back from break, Paige tells us it's a no count out, uh, no DQ match. AJ Styles then comes out uh, first. Paige uh, then calls for Samoa Joe, but he doesn't come out. Um, Finally, he shows up on the screen. It's like one of those selfie videos. It's uh, He's filming from his phone. Uh, they're trying to make it look like he's FaceTiming, basically. Um, he, uh, he reveals that he's in front of AJ's mailbox uh, and just kind of keeps talking shit, showing that he's at the house. Uh, basically, AJ starts pleading with uh, Samoa Joe not to go inside. Uh, not to mess with his family. Uh, Samoa Joe rings the doorbell and he says, Daddy's home, and that's how we end the show. Uh, so that was pretty crazy. Um, really interesting episode of SmackDown. Really good stuff. Uh, they managed to make the sa- uh, SmackDown side of Super, sh- uh, Super Showdown actually compelling. So, uh, so I'm with it. Um, even with, uh, Asuka and Naomi and the Iconics, uh, and the Iconics are going to be back home in their hometown. So, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the show. Uh, next week I'm actually going to be, uh, we have this episode dropping, uh, next week there will not be an episode dropping. I'm actually going on a family vacation, me, the wife and the, and little man. Uh, so, so I'm going to be taking a, a hiatus just for one week uh but the week after that we'll be back uh so real quick before i wrap it up just a couple of quick thoughts um one thing i've been seeing people talking on online um that there's like zero uh build happening to evolution uh my i'm guessing that they're gonna uh have the build kick in the hyperdrive uh after we get out from underneath um super showdown uh, but I would say that there is some build going on. Um, they've obviously been been building uh, this whole Nikki Bella or the the Bella twins and Ronda Rousey uh, versus the Riot Squad issues. Um, it's gonna go beyond Super Showdown, and somehow that's gonna tie into. Um, I feel like somehow that's gonna tie into Evolution. I could also see uh, Nikki. Uh, you know, after they vanquished the Riot Squad at Super Showdown, Nikki kind of being like, "Hey, you know, we've been, uh, we've been hanging out for a while, and 
doing all this stuff and I know you you're a fighting champion you want to do that open open call out uh and boom you know then we get uh end up with Ronda versus Nikki at Evolution um so I I think that that's all tied in also they uh the tournament, uh, the May Young Classic, the the finals are going to be there at Evolution. Uh, so the May Young Classic um, is also part of the build to Evolution. All that that's going on gets you invested in the wrestlers in in the finals. So uh, I I don't think that the build is necessarily not happening i just think that uh it might not be as focused as we want but they're you know wwe is still building towards other shows and survivor series and all that so uh it's 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 kind of always like that even for even for other main roster shows so uh the revolution uh, women's revolution is happening uh, but there's also going to be growing pains with it, um, and and we kind of have to roll with it. Um, the other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, and then we'll for sure wrap it up. Uh, so there was a tweet that kind of caused a little bit of a stir uh, during the week. Uh, Lacey Evans, if you're not uh, familiar with her gimmick on NXT, it's actually really good. Um, it can generate heat, uh, but the problem... I guess it's, it may not, I mean, it's not, a, it's a problem depending on who you ask, but I guess what makes some people uncomfortable is that this gimmick may hit a little too close to home. Some people aren't, uh, aren't seeing it as a heel gimmick. She's, uh, you know, she talks about being ladylike and showing class, but everything is kind of almost seems like it's based on the on the fifties and she looks like a, like a, some sort of pinup doll. But even with her, uh, she still shows independence. So it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an interesting, it's a, uh, interesting gimmick. But what she tweeted was, uh, 6 PM, Lacey Evans, she tweeted 6 PM, uh, make him a plate talking about make your husband a plate and there were a lot of guys who responded and they were like oh yeah you know thanking her for um her place in the kitchen and all kinds of stuff and these people were like legit uh that's you know they were that's what they were doing um and then there were female res- uh superstars who responded back kind of disagreeing with her uh dakota kai was like or we can make our own plates um so i think like with my thing um some people were saying like you know with the whole women's revolution she's setting it back uh i think that's part of what the gimmick is supposed to be to a certain extent um she's presenting those old she is uh, the stereotype, those old ideas, and um, positioning her as a heel uh, would give uh, a babyface uh, female wrestler the opportunity to kind of uh, 
for them to play that out and battle those old ideas of gender roles and have the have the new uh, or have the baby face uh, superstar kind of squash all that. The thing is, I think they can still tell that story without Lacey Evans having uh, this gimmick that she does, or maybe they can tone it down just a little bit. I I don't want to politicize wrestling, or and and so I feel that I don't know if I feel that wrestling is the right medium to have such a nuanced conversation as gender roles in 2018 but who knows i could be wrong maybe wrestling is the perfect place to have this conversation uh but but either way with lacey evans i feel like they may have to tone this gimmick down just a little bit because um you're gonna get a lot of trolls and then just a lot of people who do see her as a baby face standing up for values that they still believe in and if that's the case then things could kind of get messy uh with one of your heels and she has awesome potential just as a performer and a wrestler um she i think uh you know post wrestlemania she's gonna be finding her way onto the main roster so uh the sooner that they can kind of like work out some of the kinks with what she's doing because it's a really good character and i think that there is a place for it in this women's revolution uh but they may just have to tweak it a little bit especially being like a pg company and and not being able to kind of just do what they want to do but uh okay looks like that's it um oh just some other uh quick hits uh interesting uh, there was a match uh, Tyler Bate versus Walter Walter um at a uh, progress um apparently WWE is pretty interested in Walter so uh, and, and you see him wrestling Tyler Bate a guy with WWE ties a uh, guy who signed the WWE in progress a place with WWE ties uh even though you know he works for for them normally but Oh, man. Interesting stuff. But, uh, all right. I need to go so we can drop this episode. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, catch you not this next week, but the week after. Peace.